Good morning and welcome to week two of Squad Goals. Thanks for worshiping with us together today. We are glad that you guys are here today. I got a text from my dad today on the front row and, or this week and he goes, hey, when you get up there, make sure you tell them what our mission is because people are coming to your church because they like your mission. So our mission um, at this church is to love all people at all times and all places. And so, yes, sir, I didn't text them back. It actually was an email. What I learned my dad is he was sending me all these text messages that really they should have been email. And recently, after a handful of years, he realizes that the text message, they should be emails. And, I, you know, I, and so I think that's what he's like, Let me, I'll get him in his, in his inbox. And so um, that's what we exist to do. We want to love people. Uh, this past week, Monday morning, we woke up really, 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 really early. And I drove over to Millennia Krispy Kreme. And uh, we d- delivered um, Krispy Kreme donuts to uh, Maxi Elementary and delivered all the school supplies that you guys uh, donated. So I want to thank you for that. They were so, so, so thankful. And they were like, man, it was like, can, can you go get a cart for us? And they, didn't, they didn't know how much stuff we had. So we had to get a first cart and a second cart. Joel and I showed up. We had, we had a bunch of bags on our hands. And so uh, they're, thankful for, they're thankful to you guys. I said this to you guys a few weeks ago that teachers, when our, their kids don't have supplies, they themselves go with their money and they go get the supplies. So we're thankful, thankful for the investment. Tuesday morning, Joel and I went to a community coffee event with the, for the business leaders and the West Orange uh, football team. We've made such a, um, in just a sh- few short weeks, we really r- realized, Joel and I just sitting and talking, like, man, we got to pour more into these young people. And, um, and so we did that this week. And um, when we were there, it, it was ending, and uh, the, the, um, one of the, the MC started telling the story. And the story that he began to tell was this story um, of him playing, of him coaching football um, with, with coaching his son. There was a young man on the football team who was always in trouble. He didn't do that, didn't do that well. And he said to his wife, we got to pour into this guy. We got we to gotta love on this guy and we got we to gotta, we gotta pour into this kid. And, and, um, and, he, and the season went by, the summer came on. He says, hey, let's reach out to the kid. And, and they never, ever did it. They never reached out to the kid. They never, they never poured in, they never poured into the kid. And um, they, they knew about his story. They knew that his mom was raised and they knew that his dad, his dad was out of the picture. And they knew it was a very bleak situation. But like, oh, let's, somebody else will do it. Somebody else will, somebody else will do it. Uh, well, they never invested in that kid. And three years later, that kid was the 13-year-old kid that shot the guy right here in East Winter Garden. And he made a statement in that, he made a statement that, that morning. He said, it's, it's, better, it's better to do something than to do nothing. It's better to do something than to, to do nothing. And we believe that we're all called to go out and make a difference. It's why we invest in these teachers. They're on the front lines with these young people. And it's why we go to East Winter Garden. It's, it's, it's crazy. Two people have been, have been uh, murdered in that, in our, right across the street, right here. This, on, I pass by the street every single day, every single Sunday morning to come to church. And it's why we go there. I told Joel this week, when we get to heaven, God's not going to ask us how many verses we memorized. He's going to ask us what we did with the verses that we actually did memorize. You, get, you catch that? God's not going to ask us how many verses, and that's, and that's great. Studying the, studying the word of God is awesome. I've, I've had several coffees this week and just talking about the scripture. But God's going to ask us what we did with it. What we did with it. I can remember all Psalms 139. I can, I can memorize all Psalms 51. Or I, can rem, I can remember the Romans row, but if I don't share the Romans row with anybody then what good is that going to, what good does that do? Our, the, the gospel should lead us out to do something with it. And so we were there on, on Tuesday morning. We're investing in these young people, and we're doing it because if we don't, 
we're, we're going to do something. It's better to do something than it is, it is to, do, to do nothing. So we did that on Tuesday. Wednesday morning, we caught a break. Thursday morning, I was back up again, picking up more Krispy Kreme. Went out to Bridgewater Middle School, and a lady walked up to me, and she goes, we are so glad you're here. Middle school teachers are always, they're hopped up. We're so glad you're here. She's like, I've been teaching. This is my 37th year of teaching, and I'm a jerk. I'm going to prove it to you right now. I go, that is awesome. I said, I just turned 37. <laughs> It didn't stop her, dude. She was high on Jesus. You could tell, like, there's people that they're just, they're juiced on life. She was juiced on Jesus. Like, there was no stopping her. She's like, I, you know, that was awesome, you know. And she might have cussed at me behind her mind. I don't know. But I, she's like, man, that's awesome for you. <laughs> and she, so we go from there. And then, then we moved into West Orange High School the very next day again, up way too early. And uh, picking up, gave donuts. Uh, over, they have over 100 teachers there at the school. And and uh, when we got done with that, one of the ladies that Joel knew, she goes, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And I'm like, dude, you, it was one of the deans that said, dude, you, been, you don't even go to school here and you're still getting in trouble. <laughs> like, she does know you, you know, like, she knows you. And so, so Joel, Joel disappears and he's delivering Krispy Kreme donuts to the people that didn't get it. He comes back, he's like, pastor, I need you. And I'm like, no, you don't need me. You want me. What do you, what do you want? You know, he's like, we need to meet this lady. She's connected. Da-da-da-da-da-da. We walk back and she, she says, um, you know, there's a hand, there's about 30-something kids that, that, are, that are homeless that go to West Orange High School. I don't know how they get the address. They live with somebody. They share places to stay at. And she goes, we have this food pantry. It's stocked right now, but it's going to be empty soon. And she said, no, we don't have anyone to fill it. And Joel's like, oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. Our, our, church, our church will do it. So it's, it's walking out the scriptures. It's loving people. It's encouraging people. And then that's when you find out there's, there's more needs. There, there's more need, and so we are, we're now in charge of the, um, we, we, not we, not just we, <laughs> we, <laughs> to make sure we got that straight, like, you don't have to wear a fanny pack, but we are all going to be stocking this, this food pantry. This church is going to make sure that kids in our community don't, don't have food, because that's not okay. It's not okay. The Bible says that the, the most purest form of religion is to take care of the widows and the orphans. We're going to take care of people who can't take care of themselves. It's what we do. It's what, it's what, churches, it's what churches should do. And so um, I just believe that when we go and we, we go places, we got to walk out. We got to walk out the scripture. We got we to gotta walk it like we talk it, walk it like we talk it. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Jesus made you like him. He used the word us there. We circled it last week because the word us is Jesus is, a, Jesus is a trinity. He's Father and He's Son and He's Holy Spirit, but He's just one person. He's Father, He's Son, He's Holy Spirit, but He's just, he's just one person. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm John Wesley Beach. My dad's John Wesley Beach in the first. I'm John Wesley Beach in the second. And my son is John Wesley Beach in the third. And um, there's, those are three different people, three different lives. But I'm a, I'm a dad and I'm a, I'm a pastor and I'm a friend and I'm a son and I'm an uncle and I'm a, all the things that I am. But I'm just, I'm just one person. Jesus, let us make... Let us make man in our trinity. God made you like him. That was a, he made you relational. He made you relational. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, the writer goes out and does a test. And here's the results from his test. He says, my test is this, that two people, they're better than one. Because if one person falls down, there's no one there to pick him up. And I meet people every single day that are on their face. I walked into Bridgewater Middle School and I said, take out your cell phones. Every teacher took out their cell phone. I said, here's my phone number, 407-967-7784. Everyone writes it down really, really fast. One lady in the back, she was a little bit older. She's like, can you repeat it one more time? She was trying to figure out how to do a text message, I think. By then, everyone already texted me and I gave away three Starbucks gift cards. And I said, hey, if you need something this year and you're discouraged, defeated, down and out, I said, text us. 
text us. We, we want to be here for you guys. What good is a church that doesn't do anything? Like a church is a movement. We want to help people. We want to love all people at all times and all places. So, we, so that's, what we, that's what we do. And, and so when I, I sent that message out there and I got a bunch of messages back and gave away the three gift cards and I got in the car, went and had a meeting and got done with that meeting. I got a text message from one lady. Said, Man, I'm so glad you gave your number. I have a, a daughter. She goes, I'm Jewish. My daughter's a Christian, born again believer. I want to write back, what are you waiting on? You know, <laughs> like your daughter's got to write, but you don't. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. That's not how I roll. Um, I believe there is one, John 14, 6, I believe there is one way to the Father, and that's to his son. I do believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I do believe that. But I was like, um, so I texted her. I just said, hey, um, she said, my daughter needs a, she needs a squad. She said, I need a community. We've been preaching this series called Squad Goals. But she's like, I need some, my daughter needs some people. Like she couldn't get into the school she wanted, and she's here. She's just, she just, she just needs some people. And be careful how I tell the story because she's not here, but she's going to go and tell all the reasons why she needed it. But we all need people in our life. We all need a squad. Every single person in this room, you have to have a squad. <clears throat> we, we, the statistics, the scientists are telling us, we read it to you last week. If you missed last week, you can go back and catch, it, catch up with it on our website or on Spotify. And we realize that the, the doctors are telling us that you're being alone, being isolated is worse than smoking cigarettes your whole life. Being isolated is worse than being an alcoholic. That's what the statistics are telling us. And I'm like, yo, the Bible's been saying that for years. The Bible, the Bible, the, the, the doctors are saying it's worse to be isolated than it actually is to be obese. Like you could live a terrible, you could trash your body, but don't be isolated. And Jesus tells us that. I wrote down this last week. Jesus will never, I'm sorry, we will never live the life that God intended for us to live without a squad. You will not live the life that you were intended to live without a squad. You just won't. And it's not my, it's not me, that's the Bible. And if you don't like that, then take that up with God. And he's okay with your tough conversations. You can say whatever you want to God. He's got pretty thick skin. So much to the point that not only do, not only do you need a squad and that you can't live like the God God intended for you to live without a squad. Jesus had a squad. So if, like, you're like, ah, you know, I don't know if I need that. Like, if you think you don't need that, then that would make you one step ahead of Jesus, which I wouldn't want to be there. You don't ever want to be ahead of Jesus. If Jesus had a squad, wouldn't that make sense that you and I would need a squad? Let me illustrate it for you in the scriptures. Matthew chapter 4. The Bible says, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, one day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Could, you could take that two different ways, Joel. They could have been brothers or they could have been two guys that were related. You could have, I, don't, I don't know how you translate that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a theologian, but they were two brothers. Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, and they were throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them. He said, hey, guys, come and follow after me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once, and they followed. I circled my Bible at once, and I underlined they followed him. At once they followed him. Jesus said, hey, guys, come be in my squad. I'm looking for a squad. You guys, I'm, I'm looking for some fishermen. Like, I need some people who aren't afraid to work hard. Because it's going to be where we're going and what we're doing. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's going to, I mean, it's, there's going to be, there's going to be, it, it's messy. Talking to my friend of mine, she goes, man, I don't know how you do what you do every single day. This is hard. She goes, my friend came ready and I was trying to pour into her. She's like, this is exhausting. <laughs> At once, the Bible says Jesus was building a squad and these guys are like, yo, Jesus, yo, we're in. I don't think they knew everything they needed to know about God. But they're like, yo, we're in. We're gonna f 
The Bible says they, at once, at once. Moms and dads, we know about at once. We tell our kids all the time, right now. They don't listen to us. And you can look at me like, oh, my kid does. No, they don't. They don't go out. They don't come at once. And if your kid comes the first time, your kid's baby Jesus. And congratulations. Verse 21, a little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John. They were there. And they were sitting in a boat with their father, their father Zebedee, and they were repairing their nets because they'd been fishing all night long as well. And he called out to them too, and he says, hey, they, those guys, they, they, they immediately follow Jesus too. I, I circle the word immediately in my Bible and underline the word follow him. You, you're catching on the, catch on the theme. <clears throat> and then he says, they, those guys, they left their boat. They just left their boat. Like they just like jumped out of the boat. Like, yo, dad, you clean up the mess. Typical kids, right, dad? Yeah, well, you clean that up. Dad, get that. Dad, get that mess for me, Dad. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. The Bible says immediately and at once. Jesus is building a squad, and immediately these guys are following Jesus. Like, yo, we, wanna, we don't want to miss out on whatever Jesus is doing, so they, they jumped out. Let's go a little bit further. Oh, I wrote down this. This isn't part of the message. This is for free for you today. What do you need to leave behind? Or what's the one thing or the one person that you need to leave behind to go where God wants you to go? He's calling us, but we're like, well, I'm a, you know, I've, 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 I've been, I'm pretty invested in this job, God. Like, I'm pretty, pretty invested. Like I'm, I've, I'm, like, I'm really close to becoming a partner. Like, I need to stay in a little bit longer. What do you need to leave behind? Or what, these guys, they, they, the Bible says these guys, they left their dad. They left their dad in their boat. In my mind, you guys know my mind. I, I shouldn't share anything that happens in my mind, but I'm going to. But in my mind, I, I picture Forrest Gump. And I don't remember that scene, but, but Forrest just jumps out of the boat. And the boat just keeps on going. <laughs> like, it's just, it's gone. It's gone. Like that's, they just left the boat and they left the people like, yo, we're, we're deuces. Let's go a little bit further. Jesus is like, yo, you're not, that's not enough people. Like I don't think two is a good number and, and four is not a good number. Jesus is like, I'm going to need a few more people. And so we go a little bit further in, um, in Luke chapter 5, verse 27. Later, later, as Jesus left for the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. No one liked him. Like no one likes the RS, but that's his job. The Bible says that Jesus went to the guy and said, follow me and be my disciple. And Jesus said to him, so Levi got up. In my Bible, I circled the word got up. And the Bible says he left everything and followed him. He left everything. He left everything. He left everything and followed and follow, followed them. I wrote down in my notes that I think Jesus was looking for some diversity in his squad. I think you ought to be looking for some diversity You'll be looking for some diversity in your squad. I hope, I hope your squad, I, I've said this a thousand times, I hope, I hope you've got some godly people in your squad. Like I hope you're, I hope you're, I know this group of people, I hope you're not the godliest person in your squad. <laughs> I, I don't want to be the godliest person. I don't want to be the godliest person in my squad. I want, the, I want the people in my squad to push me and to push me. And I want my squad to be diverse. And I want that to push my, I want that to push my, push my limits. I wrote down in my notes today, and I, I, think, I think you guys would relate to this. I think, we, you know, we, every week we tell people we want you to know who God is, and we want you to um, find freedom. We find freedom through groups. Groups are going to start in a few weeks. Know God happens. We, that's our Sunday morning environment where we, we introduce people to Jesus. That's what we do here. Like, there's no secret. We're a Jesus church. I was talking to a guy, and he goes, like, are you guys non-denominational? I'm like, no, don't pin that on us. That means something. That means something. Just like Baptist means something. Just like we're not a denomination because Jesus didn't come to build a denomination. He came to build people. He came to build his church. So I said, we're trying to build lives with Jesus and the Bible. Like that's what we're trying to, 
we're trying to build lives with. We're trying to build people. We're, trying to, we're not trying to build a denomination. Denominations aren't worth building. That would be a drag if we were, God sent us here to build a denomination. <laughs> God sent us here to build, to build lives and to build, and to build people up. Um, get emotional thinking about that because we got to work faster than we're working. We had a great week of ministry and church just started. Catch that? We had a great week of ministry, but church just, church just started. Because I want to I equip you and send you out to go love the people, to encourage the people, to pour into people, and to connect them to Jesus. If you never love them, you never encourage them, you're never going to be able to connect them to Jesus. You can walk up with someone and open up the Bible, right, to John 3.16, and they're going to be like, yo, I don't even know what that means. You love, encourage, you build a relationship with them, you accept responsibility, and then you share with them the gospel. Sometimes that takes five minutes. Sometimes that takes five years. Are you willing to go in it for five years? I believe a lot of you, a lot of you guys know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. That's the way it goes. But I, I do believe a lot of you guys in here, you know who God is. I, I believe that. You're like, yo, I get it. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. I believe that you guys get the gospel, that Jesus came to die on the cross for the sins to save humanity. He didn't come to make us better. He came to make dead people come alive. He came to do that. He really came to do that. So I get a lot of you guys, I believe a lot of you guys in here today, you believe, and you believe that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. I believe that you know who, I believe that you know who God is. But my question for you today that I wrote down is, are you following God? Because there's a difference. Let me let the scripture illustrate that for us today. Luke chapter 9, um, a little bit further. So he calls these other few guys. He has a squad. He's building a squad. And some guys were sitting around like, yo, we want in. Like, how do we get in? And so they're like, we're going to get in ourselves. Like, we're going to pull up our bootstraps. We're going to roll our sleeves. And we're going we're gonna to go get in. We're going we're gonna to dive into this thing because it sounds good. Like, we want to know God. We want to find freedom. We want to discover us. We definitely want to make a difference. Like, these guys are making a difference. They're not fishing anymore. Plus, like, they're, like, they're killing it. Like, these guys are making, like, these guys are healing people. They're cloth. They're cl people are touching their clothes. They're taking part of Jesus' clothes. They're touching people. And they're seeing Jairus' daughter healed. They're, I mean, they're, an incredible thing is happening. Like, yo, we want in. Like, we want in. Like, we're going to go, we're going to go ask if we can get in. Like, we want to, like, we want to follow, like, we want to be in. I don't know how else to say that except for they wanted to be in. <laughs> they wanted to be in. So like, yo, I'm going to go ask if we can be in. Luke chapter 10, verse 40, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 9, verse 57, the Bible says this. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, yo, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. I mean, I'm in. Like, I heard you say that one guy, come and follow after me. Like, they're, now they're using Jesus' words. Like, you told them to follow you, and they're like, yo, we're all in. They left their boat, they jumped out of the boat. They left their data behind. Like, they're all in. Like, we're, we're going to be in too. Like, we're going to follow you. We, we want all the things that... Like, we're going to trade in our finances, trade in our 401k. Like, we're going to go, we're, we are, like, I don't know how else to make it more clear, but we're going to go in, we're, go, we're going all in. The Bible says, they said, we're going to follow you wherever you go, verse, verse 58. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests in, but the Son of Man, he don't have a place to live. He goes, yo, where I'm going, there's no, we don't, we ain't, we ain't staying at no hotel. Like, there's no hotels to stay at where I'm going. There's, there's no place. There's no place for us to stay. Where I'm going, like we're gonna have to find, we're gonna find lodging when we get there. I met one of the teachers at Max Elementary, and she's like, "I'm so excited! I sold my house this year. I'm debt free. I bought an RV." I'm like, "Girl, not me." He said, like, "Well, we're going. We got no place to go. We we just we're." He goes, "We got no place to stay." And so, like, strike one. Check this out. Second person. He says to another person. 
he, he, says, he says to another person, come and, come and follow me. The man agreed. And Jesus calls some guys like, yo, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And guy's like, Jesus, I'm going to call you, and I'm going to, you want to go? I'm going to call you and see if you want to go. The man agreed. He said, come and follow me. But the man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. I, I, in my Bible, I circled the word but. There. He's like, yo, I, I want to follow you, but. I want to follow you. There's a, there's a but there. I know you, it's easy to know God, but are you going to follow him? But are you going to follow him? Or are we like, I, want to, I know God, but I don't want to follow him. I, I'm busy. I don't really, I mean, I, I, I just, can I go bury my dad first? Like, I, I, I don't, I can't come right now, but I want to, can I, God, can I give you like an IOU on the coming and following after you? Verse 60, but Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach the kingdom of God. I've got a plan for your life. Are you going to, are you going to, the plan is for you to follow me. Are you going to follow me? Or are you going to go and worry about all the other stuff? Like, I, I, I really want, I want you to be in the squad. Do you want me in the squad? Oh, but you got to go do some things. Like, I need, to, I need people who are going to be all in. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some people who aren't afraid on serve day to go across the street into a place where something got murdered. I need some people that aren't afraid to go and do that. I need some people who aren't afraid to give their finances. If you're afraid to give your finances, I was talking to my friend of mine this week, if you're afraid to give your finances, you don't fully trust God. You don't fully trust God because you're, you're saving because you think that there's a, you, you're, you're scared. You're scared to trust God with your finances. You're, you're afraid. You're like, I, well, if I, if, I share my, if I share mine, we, we say things and we don't even know we're saying them, but they're wrong already. Like if we share, no, if you give back what is God's, if he gave you the first, don't you, don't you think he wants to replenish? Doesn't he, he wants to replenish. The Bible says God gives good gifts to his children. He wants to replenish. I was talking to a friend of mine last night. We were talking about, um, two nights ago, we were talking about life. And I, I, don't, I don't own my kids. I was saying, like, if you don't, like, if you hold your kids back for yourself, don't you think that God wants to, he wants to do an incredible work. If you dedicate your kids, Lord, he wants to, he wants to build those lives. So he says here in this, in this past scripture, I don't want to get too far derailed. I, I, I was, there was a point there. I'll come back to it. But Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. I've got a plan for your life. Do you trust me? Like we're, we're, we have churches in America that say, we trust God for salvation, but we don't trust him in all the areas of our life. You don't trust God is going to bring the right person for you and, and he's not going to give you the right kind of relationship. You don't trust God for that. You know he's going to get you to heaven, but you don't trust God with the relationship that you have. That sounds silly, doesn't it? We trust, God, we trust God for salvation, but we don't trust them with our kids. We don't trust them with our, our resources. We don't trust them with our, with our time. Like, we, like he, we, we trust you, God, but that's what this guy said. He said, I, tr- I want to follow you. I'll go wherever you go. Oh, you can't. Oh, you're looking for 100% surrender. <laughs> no, thank you. You... Hopefully you had enough people behind because I heard you call those guys and they said yes and they're actually doing it. But you better go find, keep on asking some other people because we're not in. Like we were interested. You know this, you could be interested but not be in. <laughs> we're interested, we're just not in. We're just not in. Like we're interested, like it sounds good. Uh, uh, the Bible says, uh, verse 61, another one said, Lord, I'll follow you. But... 
first let me go say goodbye to my family. Let me go say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Because if you, anyone who's not gonna just go in at the very beginning, you're not fit for this. You're not fit for this. You're just not gonna, it's gonna be hard. Like, if you think it's hard to say bye to your mom and your daddy, it's gonna be really hard when we get out there on the streets. We're gonna go places that aren't safe. We're gonna do some things that are gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be costly. And the New Living Translation on top of this, it's called the cost, this, this paragraph, is called, it's called the cost of discipleship. I, I really want you to have a squad. I really want that. But what I want more than anything is for you to make sure that God is at the center of the squad. That's what I want more than anything. I meet a lot of people, I'm so sad for them because they got a squad, but their squad's not godly. So we're just a little bit better than them and that makes us feel good. We don't cuss as much as they do or we don't, um, we, go every, we go to church every Sunday. Like they're Christians, we're Christians, but we go to church, so we're doing really good compared to them. And I don't even have to talk about your spirituality when it comes to Christianity. When, I don't have to talk about your comparison with just your spirituality. It happens in every part of the world. Social media breeds comparison. My buddy got a boat the other day. Most of you guys say, we all want a boat. Well, I'm like, cool, now I got a boat to get in. I'm not buying a boat. <laughs> Dirty, right? Like he's in the room, he's like, this guy is sneaky. Like, like if you have a squad, you have all you need, but if God's not your squad, then you don't have nothing. I told you guys a few weeks ago, my son gave away his basketball hoop on serve day. I'm in, I'm in a squad with Justin. Justin's like, hey, text me, he's like, do you know anyone who needs a basketball hoop? I was like, I know a guy. Donnie goes, we gave, Donnie said to me, we trip gave away his basketball goal at the community event. She's like, so she, we laughed. She said she was so excited, as every mom would be. You want your kids to be generous. She went to go look for the, look for price on the basketball hoop. She's like, do you know how expensive those things are? I'm like, I don't know, but Justin's got one. Let's go. At the center of where we're at, Justin said to me, you know what, I've, I've never been plugged into a church before. I believe in a God, but I've never really believed in a church. But I believe in this one. If God's not at the center of our squad, then that really is just a group of people hanging out. Is God at the center of your squad? Because if God's not at the center of your squad, then, you're, you're, then you're, you're, you'll just know God, they'll know God, and you guys won't be following him. You, you we built, it's, it's, it's you, you guys are following me, like, you guys have these relationships, you have these circles, but I'm like, you could have a, you could have a godly squad. I didn't want to call the series God Squad because Joel would make fun of me because that was one of those, that's one of those things that cheesy Christians say and I'm not supposed to do that. I have accountability for that. Like, I don't want to, like, you, you got, like, you need a, you need God at the center of your squad or it's a drag. The commonality for me and a lot of people that I'm in my squad with, like, it's, it has to be Jesus and if it's not Jesus or God of the Holy Spirit, whatever you call him, he's not mad if you call him one of those three things, but Father, whatever you want to call him, Alpha, if he's not the center, like if your friends aren't godly, they're not going to push you to godliness. But the thing that God wants you to have is godliness. So when God is the leader, that's the title of my sermon today, you listen to the leader. You listen to the leader. When God is the leader of your squad, you listen to the leader, not the people around. You listen to God.
one of our core values, our, one of our, our eighth core value, I don't, I'm not sure why it's the last one, we gotta fix that, but the very last one of our core value, core, part of our hope culture is that we aim to please God and that's it. I'm aiming to please God. If I please God, I'm gonna please my wife, I'm gonna please my kids, I'm gonna please you, I'm gonna please you, I'm gonna please the, I wanna please the Lord first. I'm likable when I'm pleasing the Lord. Listen to the leader. And the second thing is you, you love the leader. You love the leader. So I, when I talk about listening to the leader, this is how you listen to the leader. Listen to the leader. You, you, this is how he speaks to you. The way that you speak to him is by the way that you live out love. Jesus says that you'll know, they'll know that they're my disciples. They'll know that they're following me by the way that they love people. Not by how many scriptures they memorized. And you ought to memorize scriptures because if you don't memorize scriptures, you're not going to know what to live out. You're not going to know what to share. I was talking to a couple this week. And they were saying, you know, the one was saying, I got saved because I want to go wherever they're going when they get to the very end. What this person didn't know was this, that when we get to heaven, we aren't couples in heaven. We're brothers and sisters. We make earthly decisions without thinking about heaven and how we're going to live in heaven. That's a whole other sermon. I don't have time for that. Um, I wrote down this. Find people who are following who you are following. Find people who are following who you're following. That's who you want to follow. That's the squad you want to build yourself around. You want to find yourself in a squad of people who are following the same person that you're following. Um, I wanted to communicate this very clearly today. You're like, this is the slowest you've talked since I, you're like, I'm going to join the church now. I've been waiting for you to see if you're going to slow down. <laughs> I'm in. I had it one of those weeks this week. You're like, man, Wes is always on cloud nine. He's always hopped up on Jesus and coffee and stuff. And man, I had a really good, I had a really good Sunday. I had a really good Monday. And then the enemy slid in just this spirit of discouragement on my life. I, I was with my brother-in-law on Monday night and was with a bunch of guys and my brother-in-law was there. My, my brother-in-law said, hey, let's get together and let's, let's just pour into my other brother-in-law. My other brother-in-law, he, um, his dad's dying. Monday night, his dad was dying. Yesterday, Friday, his, his dad is now dead. He's gone. And um, it makes you realize how short life is. He was telling us, he's like, you know, I talked to, my dad gave me his truck. It's a 2006 Dodge Ram. And he goes, I get in the truck with my dad and help him get in the car. He's on Oxycontin, morphine, all the things that you'd be on if your body was shutting down. And I get in the car, my dad puts the seatbelt, I put my seatbelt on. My dad's like, now son, you see that right there below the shifter? That's where you put the key in at. He said, my dad was showing me how to drive the car like I was 15 again. All right, son, you go to the stop, son, you make it right. Be careful now. His dad's one of those guys where he's like ready for the zombie apocalypse. He said, he said, I don't know in the car if there's more flashlights or if there's more Swiss army knives. He said, my dad, on the, on the dash, I feel like I expect you to have this, Justin, being a military guy, but on his dash, he has one of those things where if your car goes underwater, you can pull it out and you, you can break the glass window and it has a couple, like you have one. Of course you do. You're not supposed to judge people unless you're really sure about it. I'm pretty sure he's got it. So, so I'm, 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 I'm leaving, I left there and, and, and Derek just poured into me for an hour and he's, I mean, I just, just poured into me. You need people that are going to pour into you. I mean, I left, I left that night. It was like the enemy. He's like, you listen to this podcast. Get in my car, listen to this podcast. 11 o'clock at night. Your pastor shouldn't be up that late at night unless he's with 
godly people, okay? So I drove back home, listened to this podcast, incredible podcast, and building up my leadership. I want to be a better leader. I'm not, I'm not a great leader, but I want to be better. I want to lead beyond. I want my capacity to grow. I want that. I'm, I'm praying the prayer of Jabez, God, where he says, God, increase my influence. I want my influence increased. The football team, they have four ex-NFL football players. I want to build those guys. I want to build lives. I want to be around those guys and pour into them. High-capacity people with high influence, I want to be around them because they can make a difference on a grand scale. I want to do that. I want to be around community group leaders. I was talking to Derek, and he's like, man, we got to get as many people as possible in Financial Peace University because you were made to have financial freedom. So we're talking about all this stuff, and man, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the enemy just slid in and just beat me up. And what I typically do is this. This is straight transparency. I opened up my Bible. I started... I opened my Bible, started reading it. I started inviting people into this Bible reading plan for accountability. I'd invite like 20 people to come read the Bible with me. We're all reading the same exact thing. And it's called like following God or, and you know, and I'm like, it's awesome. Like, I'm like this. And like, I'm, like the enemy's still like, he's just still piling on the discouragement. My, my daughter's birthday was, um, was yesterday. And um, we went out and we get a pedicure every year for her birthday. And that was awesome. And I'm trying to love her and encourage her and we're listening to worship music. And I'm doing like, I'm like doing all the things that I can do to get myself out of the funk. You guys just, you've ever been in a funk before? Just nod your head. I'm doing all the things that you get out of it. I've got worship. I mean, I'm just like all the things. So the birth, it was like the longest birthday weekend ever, Diana. Thursday night was something, Friday night was some girls. And Diana said to me yesterday, she's like, you were like a hermit all weekend. I'm like, I, I don't, that was way too many girls. Like I'll tell Triple Tim, I like girls, but that's just too, too many, too many. So I get into the place. I just kept on going to my room. Just like going to my room, like finding stuff to do, like making up, like, I'm, like, like cleaning the stuff that you haven't cleaned for like a year. Like I'm just cleaning that stuff up. Like I just, what else are you going to do, you know? So discouraged. Enemy's just like, come on. Just like you're not, I mean, just piling on me. So the, the, one of the, towards the end of this birthday celebration was Friday night. I had, it was just me and the, it was just me and the boys. And Nelson texted me. I'm like, I'm reading the Bible, I'm praying, like I'm just like, but the enemy still beat me up. And I'm like, Nelson and Jenny text me like, yo, we're talking about groups. I was like, hey, can we get dinner tonight? Like, because here's what I know. I, for me, it's, it's family is good and, 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 and the Bible is good, but there are some things that only your squad can pick you up from. Jenny and Nelson, I said, can I, t- I just, I'm so glad you guys texted me about something else. I'm just going to t- I don't know if you guys need encouragement. I really don't care. I'm just, I'm here selfishly. That's just, I didn't say that, but that was what I was thinking. I said, man, I had this thing happen this week and this thing happened this week. And I was going to say, man, you know what? Don't listen to what everybody's telling you. You, this is freebie today. You can't listen to all the voices. You can't listen to all the voices. You can't listen to all the voices. You want to make sure you listen to the voice of God first and foremost. And so what I'm, those guys, they, they listen to the leader, and they love the leader. And, man, they picked me up so high. I was so thankful. Got a sick kid next to me. They're tired. Like, my kids, next week's going to be miserable. Like, they need a detox. Like, they're like, can I get, a, can I get an ice cream time? I'm like, no, you don't need an ice cream time. You've had ice cream almost every single day for the last three months. Almost. If you're judging me, I don't care. That's just what they had. I'm not even talking about how many Cokes they've had. That's a whole nother sidebar. And um, man, lift it up. Talk about lift it up. It was Christ, it was the Christ in them that lifted me up. 
It wasn't them. There's nothing special about them. It was the Christ in them. They said, man, this is what you're saying every single week is building people's lives up. Don't be discouraged. We grew up in a church like this. This is, this is hope. That you're, and being, they, were getting, they began to lift me up with scripture. You need that. Debbie and I, um, Debbie was faithful all, all week long. She's faithful, period. Her husband's faithful. I'm so thankful for them. Debbie and Joel were the two people that were there every single week, every single day this week, early in the morning. And um, when it ended, this last Friday, we gave out the last donut. Debbie and I are talking. I'm always so encouraged by being around Debbie. You need people like Debbie in your life. You need people who are godly. Debbie's telling me that they're moving. Not, don't get nervous like I did. Not far. And she's like, the good and the bad news is, the bad news is that where I'm at, there's no, there's no, there's no, it's just a street. She's like, there's all these different clubs, but there's no Bible club. And she's, I was, she goes, God told me I'm going to start a, a, a Bible study there. So Joel and I leave. We go pick up tables. We go meet with the, with the lady about taking on the food pantry that we're all in on. I want to keep on making sure I remind that. I want to reiterate that over and over again that we're all in on. We leave. We get in the truck. We go pick up tables to take it to, a, to friends of ours that are doing this baby shower. Like, we talk. Joel talked. I listen. And vice versa. And we got back. They're still there. I said, what are y'all doing? You know, just talking and praying. Because that's what community should do, is talk and pray. Scriptures. I said, Terrell, I told Terrell, I said, you're, we need you here. You're godly and you're available. We need that. We need you here. We need you to pour into some more people. You need some, if God isn't the center of your squad, start building a new one. Start building a new one. Next week, I've got some guys that I'm in the squad with. Three I'm going to share with. They're going to share with you guys. Three guys are going to share next week. And Pastor Joel is going to share. These guys, that they're, they really want God to be the center of their life. you got to have God the center of your life. I, I think I, I hope I nailed that this morning. That was, my, that was my intention. You need some people in your life. And they need to be godly. Jesus said this. I don't, like, it's, it's not about like you you were your mom and dad like like they're your family but god's like i need people like he's like let the dead bury their dead like you need like i'm about my father's business like i love my family but i I adapt this idea that whoever does the will i was telling my friends i was telling jessica whoever does the will of my father those that's my family whoever does god does god's will the people i spend the most are people that are trying to do god's will because that's how you go out and make a difference